This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're digging the Rock and Roll Heaven podcast with LD, Will the Thrill, and TJ2. Hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven, the podcast where we talk about the lives, careers, and deaths of famous musicians. I am your host, LD, along with Before the Ride, as always, is my big brother, TJ2, the deuce. I'm, Ooh, I'm, a, sippy I'm, sip. I'm assuming you're at work since you're drinking out of a sippy cup. <coughs> and then, badly at that. And then dying. You good? Yep. Yep. Good. Perfect. Great. Cup. Great. Um, all right. And then now that we've done a wellness check on my brother, Let's go over to my husband, Mr. Will the Thrill. To that, I say greetings and salutations. Oh, well, today is a very special day yes. uh, because even though this episode does come out on Saturday, on Thursday, we celebrated our fourth anniversary, <clears throat> anniversary, anniversary, birthday. Podcastery. That sounds like something you get up to, like she's down doing her podcastery again. It actually sounds like a place like you feel ill, you must go to the podcastery. <laughs> and then they give you a microphone and a potion. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> All right. So today's kind of a special episode. We are going to be doing three different, um, the three different questions that we're going to cover as a group. And uh, then hopefully we're going to have some folks pop in and say hello. Happy and Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, Will Thrill LD and TJ2 is super duper awesome. Rock and roll heaven. <laughs> rock and roll heaven podcast. Happy birthday to you. And then people ask me if I drink. Happy birthday, and then Mr. Podcast. Tell them I should. There's and if you think we're doing a good job, our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't give us if any If you want money. us to stop singing. 
that I will give you money for. Yeah, that absolutely. I'll give you money for. All right. So let's uh let's get this ball rolling. Um, who wants to pose their question first? Because shouldn't we mention that uh, at some point uh, listeners might randomly join our Zoom call and I yes. I, That's yeah, great man for I mean, man or Baba Booey or something and then hang up. Okay, so that was you that posted on Facebook. I was like, which one of the men in my lives posted this on Facebook? And then I saw the Baba Booey reference and I figured it was you, but uh, this is what happens when you share a Facebook page with three people. You're like, who posted this? Is it four technically? Technically it is four and hopefully she'll pop in. This is, a, I feel like going to be a, a throwback to the days when I used to host a sports talk radio show and Somebody, we didn't have a call screener, so it just the line lit up and we punched it. You're you're live, and you know it might be somebody asking a coach a question, or it it might be um, someone drunk calling from uh, Clemson uh, in the parking lot, tailgating before a, a Tigers <laughs> game, and it might be somebody who's just going to scream Dicky Dangle or Yusuf Kelly. And one time it was a Marine from Afghanistan. You guys what, did call what did what did they talk about? They told us um, about they had been a local. A football player and then they joined the military and they listened to us on the internet which which blew my mind wow like so while were, deployed they were in you Afghanistan were our stupid, and they told us about a game they told us about a game that they play in afghanistan called bushkaki or something like that that involves the dragging around of a dead goat carcass excellent oh my so i mean you know but a, a, a goat dragon is apparently a big time in uh, afghanistan <laughs> Oh, wow. See, uh, I learned something new. Yeah, but I just, I like this part, lady of not knowing who it is or what they're going to say or. Yeah, and you know what? It's going to be uh, appropriate for our audience. Or, I'm probably going to say, go ahead and say this right now. Um, This is probably going to be a parental warning uh, because <laughs> I don't know who's going to come in and uh, talk and I don't know what's going to come out of their mouths. This is probably going to be unedited. So, you know, if there are little ears in the car, maybe wait until they're out of the car to listen to this one, because I am not entirely certain uh, what what's going to happen. This is we cannot be responsible for our listeners. That's yes, the end. Pretty much going to go out unedited. So, <clears throat> we, uh, so yeah. Let's be honest. We can't be responsible with ourselves, let alone the people that listen to our show. Oh yeah, this is just a show of three loose cannons. We can't and, be responsible for things <clears throat> when it's our show and we have time to edit it. And we've written a <laughs> script. Yeah, I I pay a man to edit it and we still don't know how it's going to come out <laughs> um chicken so, salad and all that and yet so there, you, and yet there was me two episodes ago talking about a string hanging out of my dog's butt yeah actually totally zach, zach had some notes and i just said leave it <laughs> I just or his said, notes screaming and yelling and running out of his house and swearing never to speak to us again <laughs> i mean it was just uh actually it was a doodle uh, and I can't tell you what it actually was because uh, I don't even think that's allowed in the Wild West that is podcast land. <laughs> uh, what we're saying is, Zach, you are a god among mere mortals, and we appreciate you putting up with our shenanigans. Yeah, Zach, you are a great editor. Uh, that's this is this is the the stuff that we want to thank uh, people about. You know, our birthday. We've been doing this for four years, and I. I I got the guys to come up with questions. Uh, we all have our own personal questions that we're going to ask the other hosts. And uh, possibly if the, someone pops in during that question, we'll pose it to them too. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get started? Um, we, uh, we should know that the questions that 
we're going to post one another all relate to our own podcast. So this is, we're amazingly uh, flexible and are demonstrating a lot of dexterity because this is going to be an hour of self-filating. But, but if you remember the trivia... We could not be more self-congratulatory and circle jerk. If, if you remember the, the trivia, episode, yeah. um, you'll remember how poor... I was able to, how poorly I was able to recall any of the episodes that I have done. So, <laughs> so I don't know true. how this is going to go. <laughs> it's so sad. I couldn't remember a damn thing. I was like, I did. Bleh. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Great show. Good yeah, show, everybody. You did, you did good. And I think we're going to have another <clears throat> slot nuts like that. So I'm just, uh, I'm just waiting to, uh, waiting to find out about that. But uh, let's, am I. What, what's the first question? T, why don't you post your first question? Okay, well, you just referenced the fact that we do Slap Nuts episodes, which are off-topic, not related to any one particular artist. Sometimes it's a game show. Sometimes it's a, a, a hodgepodge of, of random semi-music-related questions that we just uh, kick around for fun, lists and rankings and dumb debates and things like that. But we also have Slap Nuts moments that happen during actual episodes, like stuff that is so outlandish, you almost can't believe it really happens. So my query for the two of you in the course of the, uh, I guess, about year and a half of the three of us doing this together, what is your most famous or most favorite slap nuts moment that we've that we've covered so far? Uh, Can I field it first? Sure. All right. It was my own episode uh you referenced it it was like it was funny that you had referenced it in the text that you had sent me because it was one of those things where it was like yeah no i was gonna say that which was the david bowie wall penis wall <laughs> because, penis. No because it just you just started uh, singing on, wall penis wall penis was van halen no wall penis was van halen not david no, bowie. oh devil devil pool was david bowie yes where the devil, devil peed and the the, <clears throat> the satan Beelzebub appeared in um, his pool house and urinated in his pool or some such. But for some reason, you started screaming out during the David Bowie episode, you started screaming, uh, Rock and Roll Heaven, the home of the Devil's Pool and Wall Penis. And for some reason, that just got me. Okay. And then, if you remember, the Beastie Boys also had giant paper mache penises during their shows. So when that came back, I think we we triggered that one. We have a lot. We have a surprising amount of uh, penis references in our podcast. It was a penis on hydraulics. That's what it was. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, anytime you guys break out into song, it will break me. <laughs> so, sorry. You're right. Uh, wall penis, uh, Van Halen, Devil Pool, David Bowie. And, and you'll have to refresh my memory. Was was it that um, Beelzebub uh, peed in his bowl or something? There was something like that. No, he thought that the pool was the portal directly to Satan, if I remember correctly. That was so very long ago. It was before uh, the Michael Jackson series. So uh, my brain pushed out 90% of David Bowie to hold on to a certain amount of... uh, My brain is like a computer. You can write on it and then you can throw something in the trash, but until it gets rewritten... It's not going to, you know, delete that original information. But unfortunately, Michael Jackson was such a huge file in my brain that it just kind of deleted everything that happened before that. Was that the time in Bowie's life where he claimed to be living off hot peppers, milk, and cocaine? The exact same. Yes, that's correct. That was his 
yep, paradigm. That, that's probably so if his why. swimming pool was the actual portal to hell. If if his swimming pool was the portal to hell, does that mean like if he, you you jumped in wearing like those swimmy muscles that 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 that, that the devil couldn't pull you down? <laughs> <laughs> Take that, devil! I, I prefer to think that it was like one of those like unicorn donuts, like a floaty unicorn. Yes, like a floaty unicorn. That's what I'm going to say that keeps you. Okay. So generally the idea of, of the devil and a wiener and a pool, that, that's, your, that's your favorite. Yep. Yep. Okay. Anytime you like, it's pretty much a blanket statement. Anytime either one of you break into song, I will laugh. Okay. Uh, will, how about you? <laughs> so my runner up is from the Van Halen series where there was a moment when you were talking about how much the band went to excess and David Lee Roth, quote, stood in front of a mirror for hours, nude, smoking a joint. Something about that just got me. But it, like I said, it's a runner up. I, I got to go with Joe Diffie, guys. I'd say that oh. episode went <laughs> went off the rails, but it was never on the rails. <laughs> From the, hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven. It was pretty much a mess. And I just remember PJ's <laughs> solemn realization about halfway through where he just says, this episode is never going to air. <laughs> it's true. I think I texted LD immediately when it was over and said, so when are we doing this over? <laughs> um, but, but I saved it. I feel like I saved it. I don't know that how was, you polish that, that turd. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it was, it was something magic i don't know what happened but like i sat down and i did it i wish we had kept that rough cut just to hear how much got trimmed wish, from the, it was oh, ridiculous yeah. i wish we could have just posted the raw unedited because it, i'm not oh, i'm not joking what, what was it four and a half hours it was it's it like was, three hours something stupid like by the end of it i was hungry i needed a nap and a shower and i, I kind of wanted just to, to, to cry and laugh all at the same time. It was, and CJ could it just was, kept yelling the diffy stiffy and laughing. Yeah, diffy stiffy. But it but it got it it got edited. It got edited and, and it is and, available for our listeners. Yep. It I don't know how in the world you oh. rescued that and made and turned it into something that, that was <clears throat> listenable. Okay, so uh really quick, we actually have two guests that I'm <gasps> going to admit right what? now. We have uh Christian Swain and Thea Shook. So we're oh my go goodness, and, we're going to go ahead and let both of those guys in, and uh, let's just see how this is going <laughs> to take out. <laughs> oh my goodness, Christian and Thea, awesome! I'm so excited. Hi, Christian. Hey, hey I'm going to turn my camera on for these guys. Hang on, start my video. I'm not. I'll start mine. Now. <laughs> Hi, Christian. Hey, guys. Hi. I'm sneaking in from work. Am I dead and I've gone to rock and roll heaven? You made the list, Christian. You made the list. died and went rock and roll heaven. You are here. Okay, then where the fuck's Crosby? I got some shit to talk with him. No kidding. All right. So really quick, I want to introduce you guys to two amazing people. First off, Christian, why don't you tell the fine folks at home who you are and how you got tangled up in this mess? Um, let's see, uh, senior moment. I don't remember who I am. Uh, You're Christian. Even I know that. 
at this no, point. No, I'm actually, I'm Jewish. My parents just had a really strange sense of humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am Christian Swain, the CEO of Pantheon Media. Yay! Yes. For music lovers. Uh, yes. And uh, Rock and Roll Heaven is one of the uh, wonderful shows on the network that is continuing continuing the most important discussion about uh, music and culture and how it all fits together and why it's important to our lives, even when we die. Yep. <laughs> so there you have it. Yeah. yeah that's that's a, a, it that's really, it, it, it really felt like Christian was having to reach for a complimentary adjective there. It's one <laughs> of our more, um, it's a show. It, you, uh, it's a thing that we have on. Uh, yeah, all the time, uh, which is great. <laughs> so, no, no, it's it's really great that uh, we have you guys on here. And, of course, uh, Lindley does a lot of uh, extra stuff for the network itself and works uh, as uh, one of our uh, assistant producers on uh, our show Basic that uh, we are working with Sirius XM on right now. Uh, Coming. Looks like it might be coming to a close, Lindley. It's, oh, uh, no, you got me excited yep. for a second. Oh, that makes me sad. I love you well, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's show business, you know. Uh, you do things, uh, you know, you fall in love with a family and, and then you're torn apart when it's all over. Uh, all to do it over again the next week uh, with a whole new group of people. <laughs> That's showbiz, you know. So I love, I love watching. I, I learned that in my carny days. I love days, watching these so. dynamics develop. Mm hmm Yep. Oh, and then. Oh, yeah. This, this. Uh, so, we've got. So why is Travis not on he his said, Oh, camera? but I love you guys. And he's like, yeah, the feeling is not mutual. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to miss you. I do not put words in my mouth. Uh, that is not what I said. So uh, not at all. Uh, Travis never turns his camera on because he doesn't know how to. I oh wish my. I was kidding. I don't yeah. know if this phone has a camera. It's a flip phone from 2004. Yeah, it's a flip phone. I mean, you're not a new flip, flip phone, an old flip phone. Do you yeah. remember Saved you're... by the Bell with the Zach Morris yeah. phone? It's yeah. kind of uh, like that. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, no, so I'm actually, Christian, I'm going to let somebody in that you actually know. Oh, Peter's here. <laughs> nope. No, it's not oh. Peter. I invited okay. Peter. I haven't heard from him, but well, we are... I... If it's anybody on our network, I should probably know them already. But it's the, Lisa and Bill from Yeah, yes. uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. They are popping Hello, Lisa in. And Bill. Oh, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. But uh, so, Thea, uh, introduce yourself to our our world. Hi, everybody. My name is Thea Shook. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I kind of warmed my way in accidentally into this little world. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, as, as I told Lindley. Uh, the reason is, as I have um, chronic illness, I have rheumatoid arthritis. So I do a lot of listening as a distraction from pain. Mm -hmm. And I'm hugely into music. Um, I play guitar. I do all that stuff. I go to a lot of concerts. And I just, I, I was really enamored with the true dedication, the research, the heart and soul that these guys put into uh, this podcast. Um, I, again, I listen to a lot and none of them are as dedicated or do as much deep dive research um, into these people, uh, these amazing people that we've all been graced with in our lives um, as, as these three individuals do. Um, and honestly, all three of them have made me ugly cry uh, at <laughs> one form or another, in one way or another, um, even on like Tom Petty. And I, I am the queen of Tom Petty. I know, and I know so much about Tom Petty that it's not funny. And, um, Travis, you know, had me ugly crying over Tom Petty. Um, 
Well, you had me ugly crying over Lane Staley. Um, I didn't know all of that about Lane Staley. It was amazing. And Lindley, I can't tell you how many times you've had me ugly cry over over this one or that one. You, you know, it's just it's all about heart. And um, I was posting or or things. about making you cry. One of the that two. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was. I, it started out that I was posting things to the page, and suddenly, you know, Bookface was like, "No, you're not going to do that anymore." So I was annoying Lindley with it, and they gave me access you know, to their page. And I go in and I post things, you know, whether it has to do with an artist that they have um, done a series on in the past, or, you know, if somebody else has joined the club, you know, to to qualify them for this podcast, um, things like that. And uh, they've just really welcomed me with open arms into their family. And I I love it. I absolutely love it. And I appreciate it. So they say say discretion is the better part of balance. We appreciate your discretion and, you know, having complete access to our social media accounts. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate the trust you guys have given me with it. And she has done so much work on the page. Like she has helped it grow. She posts. Thank you. Relevant stuff. Like I I trust her so much. Thank you guys very much. I'm I'm amazed that what brought drew her in was our professionalism and uh, (laughs) our, our research and not, and not, you know, uh, poop jokes and terrible singing, because that's really more what I figured people would be into. But I mean, yeah, that's what you bring to the table, T, and I, I appreciate it. So uh, we also wanted to say hi. We've got uh, two more folks in the room right now. We have from the Yeah Aha uh-huh podcast. Yes. We've yes. got Lisa and Hello. Phil. Lisa and Phil. How's it going? Hi, hey guys. Happy yes. fourth. We're, we're now. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> No. Yeah. So, uh, so you a happy fourth. Yes. Thank you, guys. So, okay. So, uh, tell us, guys. Tell us, uh, you know, how did you find us, uh, and uh, why is it that you uh, brought us on your show? <laughs> well, <laughs> what his reputation is, we find you amazing. But I'll let Philip go from there. But so, like, I was just like, trying to find music podcasts because I love music podcasts. Uh, you know as eclectic as you can imagine. And uh, I think I might have found Pan- the Pantheon Network first. And I found a lot of good ones that uh, were on there. Uh, shouted out Loudcast and Christian's uh, Rock and Roll Archaeology. But um, the thing that appealed to me about Rock and Roll Heaven was how deep you went into the uh, the artists that were on. So um, I guess the first ones that I listened to were with the original TJ. And, uh, you know, I like those, but I really felt like uh, you started hitting your stride when Will and TJ2 came on. And uh, I have to say that I really became immersed when I started listening to the uh, Van Halen series. Um, I was doing my deck. must have been about a year and a half, two years ago now. I was out doing my deck, and I listened to the whole thing straight through because I was out there in the summer heat and it really kind of got me through, and the stories about, uh, you know, uh, Dimebag Daryl, uh, you know, with Eddie's guitar being um, put away with him, you know, those types of things, uh, the, the rich background and stuff that you guys do. So I started introducing the podcast to our friends, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully gained a few more listeners, a few more of the Army. You you guys, uh, the team that we have in this room right now has been like responsible for the spread of the podcast. And like, honestly, guys, 
we we can't thank you guys enough. We have such an amazing support system. We have amazing fan base. We have amazing, uh, you know, our our network is incredible because they do so much for us. Um, I, I honestly can't speak highly enough of Pantheon Media. I can't speak highly enough of you guys. Um, you know, without you guys, y'all are the backbone of the show and we wouldn't make it this far if there weren't people like you guys that were there supporting us and, you know, helping us out along the way, you know, and well, we're just blessed because of that. Yeah. We we certainly are, but, um, and first of all, thank you to Phil and Lisa for, for having all of us on as a group on your podcast and then individually. Uh, mm -hmm. we, uh, that was a lot of fun when I got to come on and talk yes. about Johnny Cash a couple of weeks ago and uh, mm -hmm. make a um, reference to Shawshank Prison that, you know, maybe three or four people understood. But so, <laughs> which, which, here's where you've jumped in. Here's where you've jumped in and us discussing our favorite slap nuttiest moment. Okay. What in was the our what, four year history? What not, was the not moment? Not our actual slap nuts, not our not slap nuts episodes, but the most crazy, unbelievable stories or happenings that we've uncovered in the course of doing this. Do any of y'all have a favorite? Uh, LDs was uh, the devil being in David Bowie's pool, I think. And and wall penis. Anytime you sing. Penis. But basically, like anytime you guys, basically anytime you guys have listened, that uh, <laughs> anytime that you guys have just laughed out loud, that you remember, like that that moment being really, really fun. Well, I think uh, the way you tell the story of when uh, Will met uh, James Taylor always comes to mind. I, I really enjoy that one. Yeah, and. Uh, Anytime the, the water bottle gets broken out, I know Nick enjoys that I one. haven't done it in so long. <laughs> We're in separate floors now. I know. So. I have to, like, travel because he's no longer in, like, the next room. He's, like, downstairs now that we've moved. Monitoring. can run, like, a, a thing down to this wall and just do it. Like out. a bucket brigade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a dumb waiter with, like, you know, someone in it. I'm going to write all these down and just make sure that I, I, I get all these ideas down. Yeah, there was the spray bottle down. Uh, <laughs> is Thea still here? Has, does she have one? Yes, Thea. Um, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. There have been so many. Um, what was the one? It wasn't too terribly long ago where, um, did, 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 Travis, did you say, what was it, the poopsicles or something like that? <laughs> that he says that a lot. <laughs> sounds like that's something that my brother would say. He is He is fixated on poop. Yeah, it was something to do with poopsicles. Well, T, what was your answer? Because you, uh, uh, you have an answer. Um, if you go back to our Rick James series, you can almost literally take your pick of anything that I said in the course of those three episodes. <laughs> Probably my favorite is that he had just uh, gotten Bond to get out of jail from one of the very, very unfortunate uh, incidents he found himself uh, involved in. He immediately went out into the street and bought crack. He was then sitting in his car and was approached by some plainclothes police officers and knowing that if he got caught with crack, he would, his bond would be revoked and he'd be returned to jail. He swallowed it but in, in a baggie. Um, about eight hours later, it um, reemerged and he smoked it. <laughs> yep. All right. So <sighs> he, recounted, he recounted that story. He recounted that story to Tom Snyder on the late show <laughs> and the look of horror on Tom's face as Rick James basically said, I crapped out a bag of, of uh, I crapped out a bag of crack and smoked it. 
That is beautiful butt crack. Did Jim Morrison share that with him or, or did they? On the bumper cars? Uh, no, on the bumper uh, cars. Jim like, Morrison got uh, we're tripping balls on acid and tried to go to Disneyland. I see. Okay. Mm. Hey, I remember Morrison was in there somewhere. So. Oh man, but could you imagine? Uh, okay, so so hold on, because like the Disneyland that they wanted to go to is not the Disneyland that we have now. Have you seen some of the costumes from Disneyland from that era? Because they are nightmare fuel. I will try to find some. I I could not imagine going to Disneyland with a head of acid looking like that. So, Wait I, minute, what's this about Disneyland and acid? Because <laughs> I've done it <laughs> several times. Okay, tell that story, electric, please. Electric Land. Uh, well, okay, all right. I'll I'll tell. Okay. <laughs> so. It's about 1986, 87. Uh, and a friend of mine went down. We went down to Disneyland. And um, he he was really into uh, classical jazz. And Lionel Hampton was going to play. And so we went down to see Lionel Hampton. And if you don't know Lionel Hampton, is he was a, a genius xylophone player. Um, and, you know, played with everybody of significance of the classical uh, big band jazz uh, era. Uh, you know, I'm talking uh, Count Basie and Duke Ellington and people like that. All right. So we go and we watch Lionel and we actually meet Lionel because he has some connection. And uh, and then we're like, OK, well, we did our thing. Let's go run around Disneyland. Hey, let's take some acid. So we took some acid and, uh, you know. You know, an hour later or so, it starts to come on and it starts to get dark. And just as we're starting to peak, uh, we come around a corner and it is the Disneyland Mainstream Electric Parade. And let me tell you, that is one of the greatest <laughs> things ever be on LSD. But, um, yeah, that's 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 my short story. So uh, one, one of many wow. times that I oh, found amazing. myself... Uh, <clears throat> looking at Disneyland from a completely different perspective, but uh, wow, yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, and I would I wouldn't suggest that, uh, Mr. Toad. Uh, <laughs> oh my uh, yeah, God, Mr. Toad's ride. Why? Oh no, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't even fucking do that. No, no, no way. Yeah. No, no. All right, so I, I just stare at it and thank you, Road. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. There's that. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, I remember. Oh, the bobsleds were pretty. Pretty wild too. Remember we did that. Uh, Do they have those anymore? Because I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey guys, let's break it up for a minute and hear some ads. Hey Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... 
I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. All right, it's on. All right. I've never done the bobsled. And I know what Splash Mountain just closed like last night and everybody is like super nostalgic for it like oh yeah racism god damn it we need more of it oh sad face um (laughs) yeah i actually got into a little bit of that with uh, some folks on facebook uh yesterday that uh, you know they are decrying the fact that we're losing our history for god's sake and i said you go to disneyland for your fucking history um can i make some suggestions (laughs) uh in fact a lot of people didn't even know that they didn't even know that it is you know, the the mo- the story motif of the ride was Song of the <clears throat> South. Uh, you know, the 1946 film, a uh, little, um, was, uh, Disney's uh, part of his experimentation between live action and- And it's never been released on DVD, like- Not since count. 84. Yeah, it, yeah, since 84, it has not been released um, yeah. uh, to the public for, you know, for a good reason, oh, yes, because- yeah. It's racist. Uh, you know, I mean, look, Uncle Remus, and I get I get where the original stories were told. These are kind of like Aesop fails, fables that, uh, that the African-Americans at that time known as slaves, uh, you know, created um, these sort of uh, uh, fables uh, out of themselves. And so this, this reporter for the Atlanta Journal, I believe, uh, this is the 19th century. He went and captured them all in good spirit. He, you know, he, he wasn't trying to keep them in their place or anything like that. His concept was to capture them before they were gone because they're no longer slaves. So, so it's, it's a little complicated and, and problematic, <clears throat> but the fact is, Just is that it. in the film song <laughs> of the South, uncle Remus in, uh, aunt, uh, Tammy, aunt, Hanami or something like that, uh, played by uh, the the great Hattie McDowell. Um, uh, you know they they are still in that servant role to the white children, and they are basically telling these wonderful stories from a simpler time where where you know people you know were knew their place uh, sort of thing, and and so it it just it just didn't age very well mm-hmm. and uh you know given the uh you know the fact that uh, the demographic shifts that have occurred um you know, over the last decade or so um you know there's 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 backlash to uh anything like that uh, i mean is it is it equivalent to uh you know nathan bedford forrest's ugly statue uh no but um you know uh, i i think they're going to replace it with uh, the princess and the frog and and and, and still at the same time uh, you know, uh, I think conducive to, uh, uh, you know, to African-American heritage and, and still I thought it was just a, a big, I thought I, it was just a big water slide where people showed their boobs. I, I that think, happens too. I think, I, uh, here's I, know, a, very, I know very little of Disneyland. Here's <laughs> what I think. If you want to be shoved down a hill and then splashed with water, 
I've got some free time and and just, a slip and slide. Yeah, listen always to wishing to push. Always, always willing to push somebody down a hill. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. you just I, show I would up. Also point out time that, goes. You know, I've said, been pushed, to... pushed, but it was winter. What? Well, yeah. Are you? Yeah. Some someone said, "Are you going to? You know, are you going to Disneyland for your history?" Well, I'll have you know that there were talking mice that fought in the War of eighteen twelve. So. I mean, and so there's your problem with the American education system all wrapped up in one comment. Right. Yep. Don't don't tell my brother that things exist called books. He just he doesn't know. It's okay. Um, hey, it's perfectly reasonable to get all but, your news from comments. Now wait a minute. Uh, if I can comment on that, I mean, uh I'm I'm not suggesting you're illiterate, Travis, but the point of symbolism I am. is to take um, you know, uh complicated subjects and wrap it into a easily understandable uh edifice that uh, children and uh and and adults alike can kind of go oh that's why we're here that's why you know like like for example uh if you go to Europe almost every uh little town especially in France almost every little town in France has got a uh, a World War 1 uh memorial uh, up there, um, you know, and for good reason. And, you know, what it's saying is that, you know, here's the sacrifice and, you know, usually the names of the dead are, 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 are engraved on it. And, you know, it's, it's making a point of, of why, why they live today and, and, and how they got there, uh, sort of thing. So, so that's good. Uh, that's fine. You know, uh, unfortunately this Disney thing kind of got wrapped up in, uh, you know, the, um, Southern, the, what's called the lost cause mythology, um, um uh and the the uh jim crow uh era and the 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 symbolism that was put in place to remind everybody <laughs> where your place was uh, yeah. Sort of yeah. and so all of that needs to uh be gone it should have been gone ages ago. it should never been erected in the first place when you yeah. really yeah. think about it it should not, these are losers they lost Okay, so why are we erecting statues uh, of, of any of them? Um, uh, now, nothing against Southern heritage. I have a bit of it in my blood uh, as well. Um, you know, grew up uh, rooting for rebels and, uh, you know, uh, and all of that. And um, I, in fact, if I trace my uh, father's family back, I have members who fought in the Civil War for the South. Um, but, uh, you know, as I educated myself and came to realize, oh, man, those people were really fucking wrong. So, worst cause to start a war ever in the history of humanity. All right, now the, uh, tie that back I'm to the, uh, 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 the, well, so, so I guess I am against yeah. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, to go. So here's here's another rock and roll heaven birthday question. And this one is going to come from Will hey, the um, Thrill. There was a talking dog, too. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's often things do. Uh, uh, wait, in, uh, wait, in Splash Mountain, Travis? He's never been there was to a, Disney. That was, was a talking dog. No, no, not like in American history. The uh, There's a talking duck and a dog. Oh. Yep. 
Are you talking about Goofy? Are you talking about Pluto and Donald? <laughs> or... Donald with no pants? Goofy and Donald. No, no, sorry. Pluto Pluto doesn't speak. Uh, Goofy. He's a dog and he talks. Pluto does. Oh, that's he all. He's also a dog. Well, you, you got me on that one. Goofy's based on the Irish setter, so, you know. Well, so does Scooby, but he's got a speech impediment. So. Yeah. It's kind of hard. <laughs> hey, Travis, you have to stop going to the Cartoon Channel for your history. I mean, we could talk favorite dogs. I mean, mine's always been Snoop. Yeah. Okay. okay, let's get this back on track. <laughs> For those tuning in, we've lost control. I believe Will is Will. Will is desperately trying to pull this back between the back out of the ditch and between the lines. Yeah, I'm trying to elevate it into, <laughs> into, the, into the white tower of, uh, of uh, college academia. So uh, there, there's definitely a pull and push. They just on. got rid of the white tower, Christian. It's called Splash Mountain. We're not oh. going back there. <laughs> oh, and that puts a ball on that one. All right. Mr. Will is real. Does what that mean there's not going to be a boot picture anymore, though? Okay, God. I'm sure someone will show something on a ride, and it'll get online. Look, the boob camera. That's the only thing important to you. The boob camera stays. I know that. Princess and the Frog. <laughs> and the Talking Dog. The Song of the South doesn't matter. The boob cam stays. And if half the things I've heard about Haunted Mansion are true, you're not missing anything. Watching watching women in princess costumes who are very drunk, possibly high on something else, flash their, you know, with a crown, with a tiara, I might look at some of those. Are we hey, talking about Disney hey, or are, are we talking about Ren Fair? I was going to go with <laughs> Meghan Markle, but uh, but that was pretty good there, Thea. <laughs> <laughs> The costume. Because I want to see how they get around the fact that it's, you know, Jasmine, I guess, because that's two pieces. But, you know. So once upon a time, I was a part of a group called the SCA. Have any of you guys heard of the oh, SCA? Oh, the Society of Creative, creative, Society for creative and my, my cousin is yes. very, very big uh-huh. in that. I was very involved for years in Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona in the barony of Aiton Velt. Um, so yes, those costumes are very difficult. And let me tell you, once you get a little bit intoxicated trying to get around in those costumes, it can be a hot mess. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a, re- there's a reason they always had sex with their clothes on. Yes. <laughs> we have a ca- uh, there's a castle that this man built uh, about 40, 50 years ago. He used milk cartons to build a castle from the ground up. He's got like a moat and it's right by a lake. It's, it's called Loveland Castle. And the Society for Creative Anachronisms mm-hmm. helped complete it. And they used to have like events up there. And yeah. Stuff. And Loveland yeah. Castle. Where are you guys at? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Loveland, Ohio is a little bit north of us, about okay. 30 minutes. I was thinking Loveland. I'm not in Colorado, far. so I'm not far from, from Loveland, Colorado here in Denver. I've been uh, trying to get my brother to go to a rent fair, but like, I don't know how to pitch it to him because I don't want to be like, Hey, it's a Tell them beer Thursday. and turkey legs. And I you'll know. Be boobs. Now I know. And boobs. And there's boobs everywhere. Oh, yeah. And and uh, uh, lots of swords. Much Knives and swords. I have one. Guys with swords. I got you. Travis, I got you. Steak on a steak. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We we didn't see steak on a steak, but we did the turkey legs. If you guys are just mind you, we didn't visit. We are celebrating the fourth birthday of Rock and Roll Heaven, uh, the podcast where we talk about the lives, careers, and deaths of famous And Travis, they uh, sometimes they they perform Shakespeare with. Talking no, don't tell him. Ducks. Okay, that's that's acceptable. Oh. 
Ooh. I would pay to see that. And, and, and listeners, what Lindley is failing to tell you is that we are on a highway to hell now. <laughs> <laughs> we always were, Thea. We always were. Uh, all right. So, question. So we'll, we'll, do a, we'll do a round robin. Will, get your question out while you have a second. All right. All right. What was your question? Uh, so now for something completely different. I want to pitch this to the guests first and we'll come back around. Uh, spoiler alert, everyone on our show has passed. What was the death that just punched you in the gut? Yeah, um, this can be any episode we did. This can be somebody that yeah. you you knew the circumstances that are passing or you did not know the circumstances. It could be in the real world, like this person, like you said, Lade Staley, his death rocked you, or it could be an episode that you listened to. So post Can I it. can I answer first because I've got to dip out? Yes. Sure, so you go ahead. Tom Petty. Mm. That's Tom Petty that's killed me like when it really and truly happened and then when Travis did the the series on it you know it, it just broke my heart yeah no doubt yeah. yeah so before Thea dips out uh again Thea I want to thank you for all the contributions that you do to the Facebook page uh you you actually keep us up to date on people who have passed it's you you've made it almost like a job you're so good at it we <laughs> thank you we, we could not do a good a job as you do. So she is. I'll have to uh, go spend some time over there. Yeah, yeah. she's our she's yeah. the admin for our Facebook page, and uh, she is just wonderful. So well, thank you. Name, so I want to say thank you as a fan of the show for. Oh. So. Thank you, guys. It's my pleasure. And I want to do some little things in there just to, you know, add a little bit more fun to it. But, you know, we'll get those going down the road. But thank you guys for letting me uh, be involved here. It was a pleasure meeting everybody here and take care. And as one leaves, one comes in. We have Christine Empinger coming in. So I'm going to let her in. We're going to go ahead and admit her. So what do you got to do to get kicked out? (laughs) If none of us have been kicked out, it's probably pretty high bar. I'm I'm the the one with the power. So (laughs) Um, talk about Phil Collins. Talk about Phil Collins. That that would get rid of him. Uh, Uh, Lisa and (laughs) Phil, what were your, what was the rock? Uh, death that most affected you? I'm going to have to say most recently meatloaf because it was such a surprise. I mean, I, I know that my understanding is he was an anti-vaxxer, but still. Well, it's just you. like... But, just, okay, so well, we're talking about one of the an episode on that. No, it could no, be... No, be whatever, whatever. It could be, yeah, be anybody. Yeah. 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 Now, as far as episodes go, I, I can weigh in with Tom Petty because, I mean, it was like, really? seriously but at the same time you know listening to what you guys t- spoke about about him just you know wow yeah mm-hmm. i felt like i picked up a lot especially for yeah. uh what was it mud crutch mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i had no yeah. idea mud crutch exist mud crutch existed. i found out i loved his later oh. albums more than mm-hmm. i ever knew i always thought, yeah. thought about the the earlier hits and everything and then but like wildflower and and that stuff yeah. like that you know, I kind of rediscovered it based on that series. So. Well, let's uh, let's welcome our newest guest. Uh, would you like to say hi? Introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Christine. Hi. Oh, Christine. Hi. Mm-hmm. Yes. And who is Christine? You made me tell everybody who I was. <laughs> <laughs> Properly introduced. I don't know. I listen to the podcast I have for a really long time. I bother them on social media all the time. Oh, great. I think you were one of the first three fans we ever got like Aww. the first three listeners like I think penelope was, right yeah yeah and uh uh i want to say it's 
it's a uh, yeah it's there's yeah, another so, one yeah so to be third of six is just amazing yeah i mean yeah. we're the halfway point almost being double figures at this point is, wow. <laughs> hey i want i really want to answer william's uh really quick christian uh, uh yeah. let let will repeat it so we can get yeah. christine's answer yeah. as well so will why don't you repeat sure. your question Sure. For those just joining us, the topic we're discussing are musician deaths that just punched you in the gut. And that can be any musician. We covered them on the podcast or not. We are opening up those doors. So, so you Christian. think about that yeah. while Christian gives his answer. So we're coming to you next. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to talk for 20 minutes anyway. So, uh, <laughs> um, uh, As most of you know, uh, I also host the uh, Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast. Uh, which is a deep dive into music and culture of the late 20th century and uh, how the counterculture became the culture and why we live in the world that we live in today. So I'm pretty familiar with uh, all of the rock star deaths that occurred. Uh, you know, uh, everybody is uh, familiar with the infamous 27 Club. Uh, and, you know, those were the first ones that really kind of made big, big dents uh, uh, to, to people. You know, 27-year-olds are not supposed to die normally. Uh, and, you know, to have uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, and uh, Janis Joplin all die in about an 18-month uh, period, uh, just as the 60s are ending, these tumultuous revolutionary times that, um, uh, that the youth felt were going to make uh, maximum change to, uh, to society, to have that uh, show up, uh, you, know, you know, in consecutive uh, um, uh, periods, and just as, as, as that that decade is really being buried uh, very quickly as we move into the 1970s. That's that's a, a pretty big, uh, shocking uh, thing, I think, for a lot of people at the time. Uh, I think a lot of people would say Elvis uh, in uh, 1977. That was also, uh, you know, a big, big shock. I mean, the guy was, uh, what, 45 years old. Uh, you know, um, you know, we know all the reasons why now, but, you know, at the moment, it was, that was a big shock. It was, and if you, if you were alive to uh, watch the media uh, respond to it it was it, it was a big deal that was a big deal out there but for me personally um and 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 you know i think uh, it's fair to say that uh, your show is uh, has got the perfect timing because they are dropping like flies now uh so there's somebody new uh, just about every week uh and in the, the not too distant future it's going to be every day uh and a lot of that is just due to how uh, the lens of celebrity works. Uh, you know, you've got to think about that, you know, recorded history is 120, 140 years old at the, at the most. Um, 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 media um, uh, celebrities uh, don't really start to occur until Charles Lindbergh, 1929. Uh, he's considered the first media superstar. Uh, you know, then you get into the Frank Sinatras and, and people like that. But once you get to like film and television and, uh, and then rock and roll, you start adding a lot of people. And as the decades go, you add a lot more people. So it's kind of like a funnel that just gets wider and wider. And that's why it's to this point now where, you know, we're talking about people that are dying when they're in their mid to late seventies or early eighties now, um, which, you know, is normal for, for people. This is not the 27 club, put it that way. But for me personally, the biggest rock star death that, um, really meant the most was uh, and is the most shocking was David Bowie in 2016. He kind of seems to be the guy where 
boy, things just went off the rails after that. I mean, you know, you lost Prince just a few months later, Tom Petty the next year, a lot of other people. And David was 69 at the time of his death, died of liver cancer. Um, but the shocking part was that uh, uh, he had put out an album called Black Star uh, three days before his death, which was released on his birthday. And uh, I'd spent the weekend listening to it. And uh, Richard Evans, my writing partner with uh, Rock and Roll Archaeology, uh, we had been uh, here uh, in my office uh, working on a new episode. And, uh, you know, that Sunday night, uh, my wife came in at uh, about 10 o'clock at night and said, you're not going to believe this, David Bowie died. And we'd been listening to that album all weekend long. <clears throat> and I can tell you that that album meant one thing the moment before he died, and it meant something completely and utterly different the moment he after he died. And that, yep. was, that, that was an art project. That, that was, this was something that he knew was coming um, from, from what I've read of the details um, uh, from those who were in, in, in knowing of what was going on. Um, you know, he had hope that uh, things would change, uh, that um, um, uh, something would, uh, would, 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 would change his diagnosis and that he could continue. But at the same time, he also knew that this may be the last uh, opportunity for him to say what he wanted to say. And if you listen to the album, it's, it's, it's an extraordinarily great album. It's a jazz album musically, um, but it still retains its pop sensibilities that, uh, you know, followed David Bowie throughout his career uh, and along with the, uh, the word play uh, and, uh, and everything else. And in fact, a lot of, a lot of the way the last two albums are, in a weird way, looking back at himself and his career. Um, so that to me was just, it was shocking, but also brilliant at the same time, if, if I may. That's Told a, you I talked for 20 minutes. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's, that's a really good one. You stole one of five of my answers. So, um, all right, Christine, what do you, what, what, which, which death affected you the most? And <sighs> oh, you know what? I'm going to, Admit one person in really quick, but, but you're going to answer your question. And it's the Big Lebowski, apparently. Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's here. <laughs> All right. Co-host. Yeah. We, yeah, we are going to introduce Aaron in just a second, but I want to get Christine's answer. I have a lot. Um, music has been my life for like so long. I have so many. Um, I think the, probably the first one I really remember was when Doug Hopkins died when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. That album, New Measurable Experience, was like, it was my life for so long from like freshman year, sophomore year. Um, and when he died, it was, I don't know, it just kind of stunned me. It, it was one of those things that was shocking, but not surprising, if that makes sense. Um, so that was one. When Kurt Cobain died, I think it kind of generationally for everybody our age was kind of one of those touchstones that even if you didn't love the music, he was just kind of a, I don't know, I don't want to say, I mean, he was, he would hate. You don't want to say voice of a generation. <laughs> right. And uh, he would hate that He so was the much, voice of the generation in a lot of ways. He was such a symbol, like he was such yeah. a symbol for, for people our age and um, everything Nirvana did for for videos and for music and it just changed everything and again 27 club uh, yeah yeah it's not he's not, it's not supposed to happen that's a literal uh remember where you were when you heard my totally record, because yeah, I, totally. I can tell you exactly where i was when I heard oh yeah hi travis yeah. <laughs> hi. 
<laughs> um, yeah, that one, Adam Yao. Um, yeah. no. No. Like, uh, is there just so many, like so many. Now, now, is Doug how you found the podcast? No, I told you about it. Okay. No, Got no, it. no. I listened way before then. I listened with the old host. Oh, wow. Yeah. PJ Those, are like, those are like days of yore. And that's <laughs> literally four years ago. It feels like yeah, a lifetime. So, it's like a BCAD yeah. division. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just so many. Like Andy Fletcher from Depeche Mode most recently was a yeah. rough one. They're just, they're all bad. <laughs> People yeah, can stop are, now. They, they, <laughs> they are all bad. And, yeah. it, and it seems like what, who we're losing now is not like, you know, Terry Webb and the Spiders. It's, it's, it's icon. Meatloaf. It's icons. It's, it's, and it's been icon after icon after icon. And it's just like, dude, we are 24 days into 2023 and we have lost like seven major voices in music mm-hmm. we we had so many that we had to announce last week i don't know if you guys have heard the episode from last week but we had so many we just had to list them off we couldn't even talk about them individually <laughs> because there were so many of them in the time from when we did the the first episode of the year to the time we released the second one and it was it was it was crazy our 2023 in memoriam is going to be like six hours we yeah. need to get like paul mccartney yeah. and the rolling stones and put them in some kind of bubble or something like. i'm just saying somebody please protect tim curry because yeah. when he goes i'm not going to be okay well, he's not in he's not in good health as it is no, so, no uh, and 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 yeah it, i'll fill you in soon christian on that whole thing but yeah i i'm keeping an eye on tim curry because i've i've loved him since i was like well, so well, again, these folks are, you know, it, it's it's a weird thing that we're talking about people who are in their 70s and above, because let's face it, most of them are in the 70s and above, mm. uh, that, you know, that, in you know, naturally are passing away. It's just, you know, it's just, just, this is what happens when you get to that age. Uh, but then you have Lisa Marie you. Presley. Um, but again, I mean, look at her family history, uh, yeah. you know, with uh, cardiac uh, uh, problems. Um, you know, I, I wasn't shocked because of because of those reasons, you know, and then what she had to deal with in the last year. Uh, and oh, nobody will ever know the life that she had. No, 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 nobody no. will ever understand. No. Being no, a daughter no. of literally the most famous human being on the planet at the time he was alive. The king. And then being married the, to the most famous person <laughs> on the planet at the time they were alive. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Um, now, but, uh, uh, but let, let me finish my thought here. So, so the, the, the fact is, is that we think of these people not in their 80s or we think of them in their 20s because mm-hmm. that's when they meant the most to us. Mm-hmm. The most of the, the great works that these folks accomplished are in their youth. And for fuck's sake, they're not allowed to get old. It just should not be allowed to happen. Yeah. Uh, and and to your point, Christine, yes, a bubble should be wrapped around <laughs> uh, both the Rolling Stones and the remainder of the, the Beatles. And who, who, yeah. have se- who has seen... The meme of like, so hear me out. The Rolling Stones are missing a drummer and a bass player, and the uh, the Beatles are missing uh, the front guys and the guitar players. Maybe we just put them all together and uh, you know, use them. So. the Rolling Beatles. My my personal favorite meme that I've seen so far that's based on the Rolling Stones is like God talking to Adam and Eve, and he goes, "A hey, Adam, 
Oh, you're going to love this woman forever. Uh, that's all well and good, but who's this guy? And God's like, oh, that's Keith Richards. He was here when I got here. <laughs> um, so, uh, Actually, it's, I think the, the story is, is that whenever they announce a new celebrity death, you're like, it's not Keith Richards? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we had someone enter the room while we were having uh, this question answered. And uh, sir, please state your name and uh, your affiliation. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have many affiliations. My name is Aaron. <laughs> questions, um, see, baseball, I'd go Cincinnati Reds would be my affiliation. This is hard. And what years did you play? <laughs> um, been following them since 75. So right, we'll uh, let that pass as an answer. This is our friend Aaron. Aaron is also one of the co-hosts of the uh, uh-huh podcast. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he also has a hiking group. And yeah, the Will Scorpion the Hill Gang. That's one yeah. of my affiliations. Yep. Will mm-hmm. the Thrill used to go hiking when we lived in California. So I went on one hike. It was fabulous. Yep. You're, you're in the gang. You're in the I'm Scorpion the gang. Hill Gang. Yay. You I, the I, crash, no, how did you get bit, Will? Uh, no, I did not. But we did get pseudo-attacked right. by I, a deer on the I pinched hike. him. I didn't <laughs> bite. Yeah. Aaron was very gentle. And for that, I'm grateful. So, Aaron, uh, the question that you missed. It's always best the first time. Yeah. And we'd yeah. love yeah. your take on it is, uh, what was the saddest celebrity passing, in your opinion? Now, it could be someone that we did an Frank episode Zappa. on. Oh, oh, there you go. Good there one. Good answer. That was shocking, Aaron. That was a great answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. a good one. For Frank Zappa and John answer. Lennon are the two most shocking yeah. yeah, yeah, John Lennon, uh, you know, uh, um, Jerry Garcia and Wayne Staley in the least shocking. Yeah, yeah, least shocking. Yeah, Wayne Staley and Wayne Staley and Jerry Garcia least shocking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could, I, I could agree with that. Lisa yeah. and Phil, did you answer and, that already? Um, I, I actually said meatloaf. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, cool, uh, cool. Uh, like, uh, but. When I was a kid, you know, like every death was shocking because it was, I'd yeah. never, you know, one by one. Because you're immortal. Yeah. As a kid. But so Elvis yeah. was very impactful. And John Lennon, uh-huh. I remember I was watching Monday Night Football and Howard Cosell announced. Oh, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it just mm-hmm. blew my mind, you know. Then I remember uh, uh, John Bonham, you know, I remember going to school that John day Bonham. and everybody on the yeah. school bus was talking about it. And I didn't know who the hell he was. He died on my 12th birthday, but I didn't find out for weeks. Oh, wow. Because well, there was 24-hour no- news then. Yeah. 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 Well, and um, I, I, I was I was prepping for the, the tour that was uh, had been announced. Uh, mm-hmm. then- oh, Christian, watch this. If you're interested in finding out about the 24-hour news cycle, you can check out Pantheon Network's podcast, Basics, Basic. Starring- <laughs> I've been listening to it. Yay! The real world one and the Dario one. Yeah. Oh, no. Listen to Tracy Grandstaff. Yeah, that's a yeah, good one. yeah. That, yeah, that's one of I've my. I've heard favorites. them all. I've heard them all up through John Stewart Part Two. I'm not sure if there's a new one yet. In my uh, there will be Andy. Andy Cohen comes out tomorrow. Cool. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I'll just say, I was, I'll finish it off. I'll say that uh, Prince, as an adult, Prince was the most shocking to me. Mm, yeah. Um, just seemed to come out of nowhere, you know, and he always. Uh, you know, he, came, he came across as not being uh, uh, someone who indulged in drugs or necessarily he had a reputation of being the very committed to his craft. Clean leavings. Oh, well, I, 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 I agree with that 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 perception, uh, Phil. Yeah, but, but it's um, not the reality. Two, two, two things. Two things. So that I, 
that I, I, I knew about the plane t- making an emergency landing about two weeks prior to the eventual incident. And I was like, okay, that's not good. Uh, yeah. This is bullshit. They're lying. There's something's up. Uh, and then, of course, you know, he he dies. And, and you know, both him and Tom Petty basically die of the same thing. Tim Petty and Bowie all- were like a one, two, three punch. Yeah, yeah. Now Bowie dies of liver cancer, uh, something that he had been dealing with for years, and and that sort of stuff. But with both Prince, yeah, but he, and, he kept and, it kind of quiet, Petty, though. He kept yeah. it extremely quiet. Nobody knew. Nobody uh, knew. Unless you were really in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. But uh, between the, uh, Prince and and Tom Petty, both were treating themselves for hip problems. Uh, mm-hmm. And in fact, I believe Tom Petty literally played the last show at the Hollywood Bowl with a broken hip. Jesus. Right. And so, um, and needed a uh, cane to get on and off stage, I believe. Yep, yep. And they the, were. The, I had the MP3s of that show. Jeez, it's great. It's actually really good. Yeah. Uh, but they they both were treating themselves, and you know they they like anybody who gets wrapped up in the opioid crisis. You know, you start off getting prescribed this stuff, uh, and uh, you know if you've ever uh, you know are taken in, uh, in drugs, uh, you know, that stuff only is good for so long and then you need more and more right. and more. And, and then, you know, then sooner or later the doctors go, I can't give you any more. And then you need to go to the street. Well, both Tom Petty and Prince have all the means necessary to get whatever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they kind of got wrapped up into the fentanyl, uh, issue, uh, because what they both got was laced, uh, opioids and, uh, mm-hmm. Killed them both. The LD By the way, series to go, you know, kind of compared to Michael Jackson in terms of the uh, length, right? Part ninety-seven. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. No. Here's the thing. I am <laughs> going to be doing the series on Prince, and it's yeah. It, yeah. I'm sorry. What you're going to be doing this series on eventually is Phil Collins, LD. No, I'm not. Oh, God. This, this <laughs> is the Phil Collins uh, We're going to put it to fan barbecue. Flat out refuse. No. We're going to put it to fan vote. episode like 20 minutes long. I am such yeah, a, that'll I'm, be the shortest series uh, by far. Yeah. I'm such what, a dick what when kills it comes me to is Phil that Collins. LD was able to, to encapsulate David Bowie's life into five episodes. Michael Jackson required 27. Okay. <laughs> I I might have gone overboard on Michael Jackson just a little bit, but he had a, a full life. David Bowie had a. I, did, I mean, but did we need three episodes on We Are the World? I yes, we did. We did. It's that's the most important four and a half minutes ever. <laughs> it's not just done. It's the definitive volume on Michael Jackson. Anybody who wants it to know Michael Jackson, you just give him that podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta go what's start for, citing you on Wikipedia. Can I, can I can I ask can I ask uh, how 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 deep did you go into the problematic uh uh portions? I of, think there were four uh, episodes the, of that, four or five yeah. episodes um about the 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 whole I mean, case. Which which problematic portion? I mean, it was it was a, it was a pretty. <laughs> yeah, right? Let's let's start with pedophilia. We can move okay. on from that. Let's start with pretty, his pedophilia. It was pretty yeah, linear, yeah. so. It, it was a pretty linear timeline. I try to keep my episodes uh-huh. on in a linear timeline. So I think there are probably about four or four or five episodes on the trials, the cases, the documentaries and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I'm sure Prince is going to be d- not as bad, but just as bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> one more Michael Jackson was coming, right? I mean, there's there's one more. I've not, I, I remember there was I, one. 
I'm going to do, and it's just kind of... That's, this is it, man. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's discuss the documentary, uh, Farewell to Neverland, or whatever it was called before. I don't remember. It was something Neverland, Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we were going to do it. And then I watched it, and then Will watched the first part, and then he got so pissy at Wade Robinson, he didn't want to watch the rest of it. <laughs> that, that idea went out the window, because he's like, I can't watch this anymore. And I completely agree <laughs> with him, because I had to watch it straight through by myself. It was kind of like watching Hereditary on your own. Like, you're like, ah, do I really like this? I don't know if I really like this. Maybe I should get somebody else to watch this with me and figure out if I like this. I don't know if I like this. Hey, honey, will you watch this? Okay, you watched 20 minutes of it? Okay, the person's head gets knocked off and we're done. Okay. <laughs> Those are the 20 minutes you showed me. I didn't really have an option. Yeah. You're like, oh, right. check this out. I'm like, okay. So I'm interested in what TJ's answer is. And it can't be Tom Petty. You're the only person I'm laying rules down on. And it cannot be Eddie Van Halen. Because th- I know that those are the answers. Is my brother dead? Did I finally kill my brother? Did he fall asleep so again? He's thinking. <laughs> he, is, he is muted. He could be talking. Um, Travis, Man, I know he's on mute. You're muted. Can you unmute? I'm going to ask you to unmute. Maybe he stepped away from his phone for a moment. E double E double R U N. I guess. Uh, okay. So uh, the answer is oh, Eddie Van Halen, and then he hey! just disappears. He's gone, and just like that, my brother's gone. Um, we never saw him. Okay. Story. Okay. So, so it's, uh, it's on time for him then. I'll check comments on the Cartoon Channel. He just totally checked out of the second episode completely. He's like, didn't even show up. <laughs> Not his thing. Well, speaking, I don't, speaking yeah, of, he probably didn't have a lot of, to contribute, but there were a lot of deaths on the fly that week. Yeah. What's that, Christian? Uh, speaking of, I'm going to have to uh, bow out now and get back to uh, to work and uh, get some things All right. Done. Before you leave, is there anything you'd like to plug on our show? <laughs> uh, uh, it just, you know, all the shows on Pantheon podcasts, uh, we have uh, mm-hmm. something for just about every music lover, uh, out there. And, uh, now that we've completed our transition back from, uh, simple Fox to, uh, megaphone. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, you um, did, but it's okay. Uh, I feel the same. Uh, <laughs> we've got some new, new shows that are going to be joining the, the network here, uh, uh, pretty soon. Uh, the first out of the gate looks to be a great new show called Ugly Things, which is based on the Ugly Things magazine that's been around since 1981. Uh, and it's about 1960s garage rock. And uh, I've gotten a couple of copies of the magazine. And uh, the magazine's really a, a collector's item type of uh, magazine. Very nice, with some of these articles being like 50,000 words. These are deep dives into some of the most obscure uh, 1960s garage rockers uh, of the time. So that's great. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Rock and Roll Archaeology uh, is my show. Um, and if you haven't heard it, it's... Uh, well, you've just listened to me uh, act like a college professor for uh, my answers, and that's basically what the show is. So there you have it uh, with that. Uh, and, uh, and of course, our award-winning uh, basic uh, show, uh, of which Lindley is our assistant producer on, uh, is, uh, is uh, uh, a big deal for, for all of us. So uh, take a listen to all of that. So. Uh, and- guys, thanks so much for your time and letting me come on and... Uh, you know, take over. And and really quick before you go, we also have a convention coming up, don't we? Rockin' Pod, uh, March 17th through 19th. 
uh, there in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, going to be a great time. Uh, lots of uh, famous musicians, podcasters, and fans coming together uh, for three days uh, at the Nashville Fairgrounds and uh, other sites around uh, the town um that we're gonna have a great time and we are the lead sponsor for that uh, and and we're doing something we just don't know what right we're just wandering around like yeah, waving we're at people doing something yeah <laughs> no, no, we, 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 we'll have our little super booth uh <laughs> you know the pantheon uh podcasts uh there uh as well and uh we're gonna have a good time so really come and join us uh, please do <laughs> and uh where can people get tickets uh, you can go to rockandpod.com uh, and get tickets there. I think it's rockandpod. It may be rockandpodnashville.com. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, and, and tickets are they're like 25 bucks or something like that for a general admission ticket to come in and, and hang out with everybody. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Excellent. So thank you again to our big daddy, Mr. Christian Swain, Maybe. for popping in on our birthday. And, yes, and you thank know, you, Christian. And, and from all of us Happy here. Happy fourth anniversary. Uh, I'll come back for five. No problem. You just let me know. So You're going to keep us all on? Right, <laughs> At least one more year. Really? At least one more year. Good night. Sleep well. We'll most likely kill you in the morning, right? <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks, Christian. Bye-bye. Bye. Christian. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, so Travis right. returned. Uh, yes. Hilde? Yes. Is that guy gone? Which guy? Yeah, he's you, mean, gone. you can talk you, now. You, you mean our CEO? Is he gone? <laughs> yes. God, he acts like he owns the network or something. He acts like he owns the place. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, take that out. <laughs> Zach, take this out. All right. So, T, uh, I threw down the gauntlet for you, but I threw it down with two provisions. So I don't know if you heard that. I said, I want to hear your answer, but it can't be. Okay. It cannot be Tom Petty, and it cannot be. Eddie Van Halen. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
Oh God, because that's my two answers. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, you can do you can do the same thing to me. You can do the same thing to me when it's I would my think, turn. Okay, can we so say no Johnny going, Cash too. Most Oof. if we're going oh, most oh. shocking, probably Prince or Michael Jackson, because they were such an omnipresent part of your life for so long. But they also kind of appearance-wise seemed like like they they still look so young, even though I mean Prince was in his. I think in his fifties, Michael, I guess, was around there. They still had, just, on his had, third had very boyish yeah. looks. They just—it was—it was a shock to your system that those guys were gone. They just seemed so vital and creative. And well, he'll be—I'll be ninety, and Prince will still be putting out, you know, great music and looking exactly the way he does now and playing a phallic purple guitar. And I know that, as it turns out, that's that's not at all how it went. Um, saddest, if you're taking out Tom and Eddie. Um, maybe Greg Allman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Greg Allman, or, or maybe, or maybe, you know what, or maybe John Prine. What about Stevie Ray Vaughan? That was terrible. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah that was, was what yeah, our... that was another one that was so shocking. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mm-hmm. The week before that, I saw Eric Clapton and Robert Cray, and they were both at that same festival at Alpine, I think. They sure were. We want to go for more recent and truly saddening is Amy Winehouse, because she was a major talent, and she will never have the chance to improve, to get better, to clean it up, to see what she could be without um, the substances that destroyed her. Yeah, add yeah. her, add her and Scott Whelan to my list of least surprising. Yeah, saw them spiraling, and you knew what was going to happen, and it was just a matter of when. It was just so sad. And she was one of those stars that burned so bright. Like she, I feel like she rejuvenated an entire genre of not only music but fashion as well. Yeah. And she brought that like that 1950s, 1960s, like pinup look back. But she also brought that sound back that almost like Detroit sound, that Motor City sound. And she had such a unique timbre to her voice that mm-hmm. like the first time I heard her, I think it was Back to Black or Valerie. I can't remember which one it was, but like to hear her was like it was it was literally a head turn of like, who is this? Yeah, I was like, was, first time I heard it, I thought it was a Ronnie Spector song I'd never heard before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know how they they uh, they went on that kick for a while of releasing music from stars that had passed, and mm-hmm. you know, like Elvis, they released a little less conversation, and then from the Beatles, they released "Free as a Bird." I I thought the same thing was like, I didn't know this song existed. What is this? Why are they doing this now? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. She was she was a talent. And uh, maybe that's a, you know, we've we've covered artists from the 27 Club on this podcast. We've covered almost everybody that everybody has said uh, we've covered on the podcast or will be covered uh, in the next 
season. So, um, you guys heard the draft yeah. last year. Yeah. And, um, you got to get Mark Bolin in there, man. Yeah, I, Bolin. I, um, you know, I, okay, okay. You know, let me let me talk. Let me uh, say something about Mark Bolin before we get too far off. Um, I actually, if you guys remember when I talked to Leslie Ann Jones, uh, mm, for that was the, a good one for her book. Uh, thank you. I was so nervous because I was completely fangirling because I'd used several mm. of her books for for stuff, and um, to be able to do that again, I have to thank you know Peter and Christian for hooking that up christian uh we just spoke to and peter is the other uh owner of the pantheon network so those guys have just been amazing and they hooked me up with that um and then she actually has a book that's out of print on mark bolin and i got it and i'm like all right so so we're doing this so don't worry he will be covered and that interview led to the greatest soundbite of all time yep yep thank you tom mcginnis thank you tom mcginnis uh, <laughs> in yeah, fact, right. since we're talking about since we're talking about Manfred's Man's Earth Band. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tom McGuinness, and that was your federally mandated Manfred Man reference of the podcast. I hope you are satisfied. It does bring me- my one of my favorite moments um when they they found you oh yeah you know, they were on a show that day the same day yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's like guys they found me and it was man for cancer. <laughs> the jig is up <laughs> it's all over now get this case in the paperwork <laughs> grab your passport manford man's on to us yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the funny thing is, is like, I've, you know, I'll talk to, I'll email Leslie occasionally, you know, cause she, she's an incredible author. And I do suggest like, that was probably one of the coolest things that we've gotten to do as a podcast was actually speak to, uh, her and speak to Elliot Landy and then speak to Tom McGinnis, of course. So we've gotten some really good, really cool interviews, um, and that that was more than I could ever ask for was being able to talk to one of my favorite authors. So, um, if you don't mind, there's a couple I wanted. I wanted um, say that the Rat Pack series was awesome because you all took one turn of that. And it was right. You know, I listened to it right before we went to Vegas, and we and uh, we saw a, a Rat Pack review, if you will. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was a special, one. and I liked. I really like the, you know, I like all of them. I mean, you learn something at least from so, all of them. So, Phil, I'm going to ask you to put uh, put a pen in that because that's going to be our next question. But we've got, uh, we got to get, <laughs> Will. Don't spoil your answer. Yeah. Don't spoil your answer yet, Phil. We are going to come back to that. So, uh, right. Will, who is your saddest passing? So, I'll give you two quick ones. Uh, the first one we have yet to cover and the second one we have covered. So, the first one was the perfect example of what just happened, and that was George Michael. I yeah. remember oh, sitting in. Yeah. We were at TJ's yep. house. We were at and TJ they were just TJ's showing house. all these George Michael videos. We're like, oh, that's a lot of George Michael. And then finally, we saw a news broadcast that he had passed away. And it was Christmas Day, wasn't it? Yep. It was like they, the day. Yeah. It was, it was either. Yeah. And then. But. But that one just killed me. And then the one that hit me the hardest was Chris Cornell. Oh. Um, um, when that happened, I think it's a perfect example of you just never know what's going on in anybody's life. You have no idea. 
And I was a huge Soundgarden fan. Um, I remember I was commuting back from work and I had to pull my car over. I was listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on 95.5. And he basically stopped the show and was talking just about that. And it floored me. And then I think the next day, LD, you and I had tickets to U2 at the Rose Bowl. And right before I, U2 I, goes I on... I think I've told this story before, but go ahead. because it was uh, Yeah, right before the lights, the lights dim and right before they go on, and then the first three notes of Black Hole Sun come out and the crowd just goes absolutely bananas. And um, they, they turned all the yeah. stadium lights off except for the exit signs. And you could still see a person's face 10 feet away because everybody had their phone in the air waving it. And it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing. And yeah, his his passing really just that that hit me hard. So Chris Cornell. So all right. How close, I mean, I, I had no idea that he was so close with... Uh, Chester, Beddingfield, uh, Beddingfield, yeah. Um, it's and they were relatively close in time, yeah. right? just yeah. a couple months apart from each other. Yeah, that was, yeah. What year was that? Twenty seventeen, I want to say. Twenty eighteen. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will. I will see because I know only the collective knowledge of all mankind were available at our fingertips. <laughs> it was a way I'm that not... somebody could discern. Twenty seventeen. Don't tell, so, don't tell. I'm gonna I'm just gonna offer as a quick aside, twenty sixteen is always remembered as being such a horrendous year and it was. Because you you come right out of the gate with Bowie and Fry and Merle Haggard and Prince and Maurice White and George Michael and all, such and such. Seventeen wasn't really much better because that was Tom Petty, yeah. that was Greg Allman, that yeah. was Chris I Cornell, that was uh, Pat Denisio. Oh my god. That's right, Pat Denisio. Yeah, and actually that funny enough, Pat Denisio was my brother's first episode. Oh, yeah, 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 and that's what the network was like when uh, Smith, PG, I love Smithereens, absolutely. When, that's when the one that you had to really edit, you'd like, no. like hours and you had to melt it down to one or something. No, that was Joe Diffie, that was Joe yes. Diffie, the Diffie Stiffy. So, okay, so Travis, no, I'm she, gonna answer. No, no, Denise required, no, I was gonna say real quick, Denise did require a lot of heavy editing because by the end of that, I was the wrong. <laughs> If you guys don't know, uh, my brother and my husband will drink during the entire recording of the podcast. So I'm the only sober one by the end of them. So unless uh, unless they're reading, they don't drink as you know. Unless they're leading the. It's funny because TJ will still drink, and then what I have to edit out is the amount of times he goes. (laughs) He goes, ah, shit! I lost my place. (laughs) <laughs> i'm i'm i if i ever get really bored i might just go through all the raw footage and just pull out and make a super cut of just my brother awesome. just saying yeah. shit i lost my place we need the director's cut of joe diffie somewhere yeah, oh, joe yeah. diffie, but the other thing yeah. is we've had oh the director's one cut. totally unedited episode that. run we've had and we've had one that i know of unedited episode air and that was john prine and if you listen by the end of it I think my words are slurring and you can hear like the glass rattling around in my Yeti low ball tumbler. <laughs> Stunning. Okay, so so Travis, I'm going to put the same restrictions on me. You tell me two people that I can't say were my saddest. You cannot pick Michael Jackson or Freddie Mercury. I knew oh, it. it. I knew ah, it. Oh. Okay. All right. I will say there are three of them. For me, the shock of David Bowie. Um, I actually, we have a friend that we like to call Drew the Viking. Uh, that is, uh, he's a roadie for Marilyn Manson. 
and he looks exactly how you think a guy named Drew the Viking looks. He is about seven foot eight, full plate of armor, giant beard, and uh, his wife works with Neil Gaiman. And uh, there, that's it's just um, he was over at my house for some reason, and he said, "Have you heard David Bowie's newest song?" And it was Black Star. And I said, "No." And he goes, "Shut up, sit down. You're watching the music mm-hmm. video." And two days later, David Bowie died. Um, he was kind of my surrogate for the fact that we didn't have Freddie anymore. Uh, that's my get around to be able to still say Freddie Mercury was the hardest. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, David, David was an absolute shock. And I remember crying about that. We'll be doing a series on him. And I'm pretty sure that I'll be crying about that. Meatloaf was also really hard. I think, Travis, you texted me and you said something like, don't turn on the news. And I did. And I regret that which is the same way you gave me the news about Angela Lansbury. I think you told Will first. I told Will to go tell you because I didn't want you to say it on Twitter or something. Yeah. So, uh, but I will say. Uh, I was the, like, yeah, somebody needs to go tell her that one in person. Yeah. that I had I, that dubious honor. I'm, I was crying. I cried for about six hours. But the two that were based on episodes that were both actually Will's episodes because I didn't know anything about like any of the backstory about either one of these guys. And both of them hit me surprisingly hard after, um, you know, listening to it from Will's perspective. One was Nick Cordero, the Broadway star, and the other one was Adam Schlesinger. And both yeah. of them, both of them just, it bums me out so much to think that we won't get any more from them, especially not to say like Nick's isn't sad, um, but like to know Adam Schlesinger is not making music anymore. That that hit me surprisingly hard. The <laughs> and our cat Veruca is now making an appearance. I've got a cat here, so well. Um, so I guess our final question for you guys. So it'll be another forty-five minutes on the show. <laughs> uh, the final question is: What was your favorite episode from anybody? Could be me, could be Will, could be TJ two or TJ one. What was your favorite singular episode? So Phil. Why don't you go first since you kind of already well blew your load? I kind of like I, I kind of like uh, a lot of different ones, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted to mention that one, but, but mostly because you all three took a turn in the Rat Pack one, and I thought that was uh, you know I liked that I liked I think TJ took uh, Dean Martin I think that LD I Sammy yeah, yeah. right I did yeah I did Sammy and then and then Frank Frank. So I really enjoyed that one. You know, I liked the whole mm-hmm. Rat Pack, Old Vegas, Mystique. I didn't see much of it when I was there. but mm-hmm. um, So so I really enjoyed that one. But I wouldn't say it was my my favorite. My favorite has to be the first one that, that really hooked me, and that was the Van Halen one. Just, uh, you know, Van Halen 3 was such a train wreck. And I really had no idea that it existed, but it's it's good to know that a, a band as badass as that can actually produce an album as atrocious as that one was. <laughs> I like all the side stories about uh, you know the way that uh, the dime the that Eddie gave you know buried his guitar with Dimebag Daryl. Um, you know, I always that's, that's that's about the only time in the history of the show I almost made myself cry. That does almost. The one yeah. from Van Halen too. Yeah, uh, the Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. The Bumblebee. Yeah. Um. So I did, and I, I always, I always. Yeah, he, he, he gave, That's buried with Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd always believe that uh, uh, David Lee Roth was kind of just a total jerk, 
biggest yeah. asshole. And, and pro- in many ways, he probably was. But the series, what a defect it had on me was that, you know, was, he came across as more of a sympathetic character. And that the brothers really, you know, it's hard to, they really never had anybody lead that band that they were satisfied with. I think their egos were just so massive. But, and, of course, Eddie yeah. was so talented. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd have to say that one. Yeah. I've often said that if Gary Sharon is the solution, I don't know what, I wonder what the problem is. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Lisa. Uh, I'm going to go in with, with Philip on that. It's the first I, I listened to. Um, it's the first he played for me. And, um, you know, he was just so excited. And um, it really did, you know, the whole thing where David Lee Roth came off pretty sympathetic in that situation. I, I did like that because I kind of liked David Lee Roth. And then I heard he was a jerk. And, you know, now I've heard a lot more stuff that says maybe he wasn't such a jerk after all. So Sammy's the jerk. Wait, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so maybe nobody's a jerk. Maybe. Yeah. So Christine, what was yours? For everybody. I don't know. I like so many of them. I think most recently the one I was surprised I was so into was Lane Staley. Because mm-hmm. I was never too into Alice in Chains or just not my thing. I was bowling my eyes out at that. Like I, I think I messaged you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like the part about his mother finding him, I was like seriously beside myself in a parking lot at Target, like crying so hard. Um, I really loved the Dusty Springfield one. I loved the Pat Denizia one because I love the Smithereens. Um, I don't know. Like so, it's hard to pick. I like so many of them, but I like the ones where I don't know a lot about the person, and I get to find out more and kind of like learn more about their catalog and kind of where they came from. So um, you are loving the Stephen Sondheim series is what you're saying. I actually haven't started it yet. <laughs> no, I mean, it has. It's okay. Podcast, <laughs> but I, yeah, because I don't know much about that stuff. So I am excited about that one. Yeah. Travis doesn't I'm, appear on the I'm second very, one. No, I was going to say, I was, I'm very glad that uh, you like the Denizio one. I almost want to do it over because, um, so just, okay, a little inside baseball. LD had started this podcast with the former TJ and yeah. I, I'd listened to it. I was like, oh, that's great. Then maybe when you come up for Christmas, we'll, 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 you and I'll do an episode. She was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And then she came home at Christmas and literally said, so you ready to record tonight? I said, record what? She said, that an episode of the podcast, I brought my equipment and the microphones and everything. You said you were going to do one. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so l- literally, I did like an hour worth of googling i had no script i had like a couple of notes jotted down and i freestyled pretty much ld will attest pretty much freestyled the whole episode it was was handwritten notes that he could not read so he was just making up phrases on the fly anything that was a quote that was was legitimate but yeah I, i had no script so i pretty much freestyled the whole thing um, and I love this, like you, I love, I absolutely love the Smithereens. I just think it's criminal. They were never bigger than they were. Uh, and he was, he just seemed like such a genuinely good dude. I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll have to redo that one. One of these days, like, like do real research and write a script. Fair. And the whole bit. And we can play more than one song now too. Yeah. You can just so, uh, release part two really late. That's like, <laughs> you don't so have to Aaron. redo part one. I mean, that re- re- reboots is all anybody does now. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, we're literally rebooting TV. We're rebooting three of our our episodes uh, this season. So there you go. Rebooting three of your episodes this season? Uh, If you listen to the draft last year, we're doing three episodes again. Because from the time that me and TJ started the podcast, we didn't have the backing of the network. We didn't have lawyers. We didn't have like any Money. kind of guidance. Yeah, we had we had nothing when we started. Yeah. And so like, you know, when we How started, come. when we started, <laughs> we still have no idea what we're doing. We just have people that actually listen to us now. But in the beginning, we couldn't play songs. We didn't have as much access to information. I mean, we have the internet, but now like, you know, we can get books. We can we can actually talk to some of the people that were there. We were and like, there were only two of you. Yeah, and there were two of us. And uh, but but going back to the, I have people that knew Patsy Klein that listened to that episode and said, "Here's what this person got wrong." You know, mm-hmm. I would like to talk to you about well this person. And I'm like, okay, this is There were is a great. couple of things. One, there were there were only two of you. There were you had a, a very strict. What was it? Four hours a month. Yep. That you could, you, you, the, you, the, the amount of time you could actually podcast was limit was extremely limited. And mm-hmm. because you didn't have um, a network behind you and, and who could handle copyrights and things like that, like you were going out on a limb to play any music. And so you played like one song an episode. So like all of that has changed. So that's part of the reason I think that we're going to yeah. retackle LC. Johnny Cash, which who I'm going to take lead on. Patsy Klein, and who's the other one? Will, who are you? Shannon, Shannon Hoon. Shannon Hoon, yeah. And then the, the sad thing about Shannon, Shannon was it was yeah. like a it was it was a very short episode. It was one of what we called the opening acts, which was like supposed to be like this sh- little small thing to have to do. And that's actually turned into our slap nuts. So, Aaron, you are up, sir. What was I'm your gonna, favorite? I'm going to go with uh, my first one, the Jim Croce. Oh, yeah. OK, I'm changing my I'm changing mine. OK, sorry, Aaron, go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Oh, for, no, why, why are you changing yours now? I want to hear your reason. Because I remember listening to the Jim Croce episode and, and you know, I too cried and it was, there was just so much sadness and everything. And, and he persevered through all this hardness. And then just when things are like starting to go good, he passes away. It's right. just mm-hmm. heartbreaking. The Greek tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Aaron? Why, why do you... Yeah. For those reasons, plus the fact that uh, he was the dead ringer for my dad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The mustache, right? Well, yeah, you could ask Phil. He's a witness to. Yeah, I was going. You hadn't said it. I was going to, but I was going to wait and mm-hmm. make sure you said. <laughs> um, it's like John. Right. Hey. I never met either in person, so. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if the next time we make it down to San Diego, um, she, uh, Jim Croce's wife, owns an art gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're gonna try to see if we can't get in and just see the art, not like bother her, but just go in and see, you know, stuff that's happened. Because the um, bar is no more, sadly. Yeah. Um, T, what was your favorite episode? Anybody? Um, probably uh the series on David Bowie, actually. Aww. I would say. Well, for one thing, you did. I mean, uh, you know, God, God, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. You, you. You did you did good like researching and talking and whatnot. Anyway, the real <laughs> I have this on I have this recorded. This is recorded. You guys you heard guys... that. My brother gave me a compliment. No. He gave me a compliment. Absolutely. This has been very difficult for oh, you. Oh God. I'm never gonna no, I'll never <laughs> live this down. Um be, the, the other thing is <laughs> I, I don't know if, if you guys have noticed, but over the course of doing this, I've ended up with most of the the absolute batshit crazy slap nut bonkers. Uh, antics in terms of, I, I mean, I did John Bonham. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, anybody that's... hate one, which yep. involves the now infamous wall penis. Um, for those who, those who don't remember that episode, wall Alex penis. Van Halen was wall penis. Um, Alex Van Halen got so drunk that he hallucinated that penises were coming out of the wall and chasing him. Um, I had the entire Rick James, the entire Rick James series, literally from the jump until we played the last song, was the craziest. I, the 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 anti, the people he encountered and the poop crack and the fact that he had sex when he was nine and did heroin when he was twelve and he was on the run from the military when he was fifteen and then it happened to was, the best of us. Then he was like crashing with Neil Young and, and Joni Mitchell and he was getting stoned with Jim Morrison and ha- having sex with groupies on the table at a Blimpies or something. Like, okay. like wrap, the, wrap, wrap this up. I've had the most, but, it, but my point is I've had the crazy, I've done most of the crazy, okay? When LD What's did Bowie, that's the craziest thing you've done at a Blimpies. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the tuna? Table of Blimpies or Burger King bathroom? What's the crazy? Yep. Well, the he's another shocker. Shock G. Shock G. Yeah. Somebody brought up Dusty Springfield. I really like. That was really. But anyway, that, it was so it was a good series. But then it was also good to hear somebody else tackle just an an an, an unbelievable level of insane stories and drug use and in his case diet and seeing the devil in his pool and all that kind of stuff. So that that was probably about maybe about, uh, my favorite. Yeah, Bill, you were saying? Well, of the ones that were brought up here that I couldn't think of on top of my, you know, tip of my tongue or whatever, <laughs> couldn't think of, uh, you know, the Dusty Springfield one was really, really good. I really liked that one. And the Bo- yeah, and the Bowie. I will tell you guys, when I was doing my research for the Dusty Springfield thing, I was fine up until the point where she sat in the hallway and her cat came up and meowed at her, and she started crying and said, who's going to take care of you? And for mm-hmm. some reason, even thinking about it now kind of makes me want to cry because it's such the a two, The two saddest moment. moments in our history are cats. Yeah. What was the second cat? That, that and then Lane Staley's cat. That, 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 oh, God, that yes. Just about yeah. yes. Oh, God, yeah. Anytime yeah. animals are involved, I will cry. We, uh, our cat, Solomon, uh, had uh, survived, I suppose you would say, two homes with elderly people. So mm-hmm. we, we were like, you know, and he was only five. And uh, we were like, well, we're taking him, we're taking him home, and he's got, he's going to make it to the end with us. Mm-hmm. The poor thing, I mean, you know. And then what mm-hmm. does he do? He gets attached to my mother in law who, goes oh so it was kind of like but but he's still here he still got us it wasn't like he went back and and you know had no one to take him but the image of lane so Mm -hmm. deep in his diction that he barely left his house and he brought it his teeth had rotted out and his 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 basically routine is Go get, go get some groceries, go get drugs, buy a video game, and get cat food. But the part of his routine was I have to make sure the cat's good. And then the way that ended, go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it. I was just like, I just thought like, oh, my Lord. Oh, God. Yeah. Just, it was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then kind of to the same thing, I guess my favorite would probably be Will's series on Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I've feel like we basically had her her our whole life like she hit when we were like seven Mm -hmm. and from that that moment on we were in Whitney's life and there was stuff that I didn't know about and it's just 
it's just a heartbreaking ending. And it was kind of like, if you, if maybe this, I don't know if this analogy is going to make sense, but her life was kind of like the plot of Boogie Nights where it started out great. You could actually see the mm -hmm. crash happening mm -hmm. and, uh, and you knew what's coming. I mean, spoiler alert, everyone dies on our podcast. So you knew it's it was going to happen, but that one, that one probably was one of my favorite. It was really well, we, we did beautiful songs on that. You know, Will did a lot of great uh, research on that. And she's a sister of New Jersey. So I knew how much it actually meant to him to cover her. So uh, that was probably mine. Will, what was He's yours? also much less sad to get lost up his own ass than you and I are. Uh, did true. you guys see the, the new Whitney movie, the documentary? I'm still scared to go into theaters because me too. I uh, haven't been to the theaters yet. It's not even because of COVID, I, it's I, because of seen. children. For me, um, it's in general. <laughs> there's what? nobody there and there's never children. We always go to a two o'clock movie, whether it's on the weekend or whenever. You go at like two o'clock. You don't have to get up early. There's no kids. In fact, <laughs> there's one other couple, but they're all the way up at the top and they're making out. <laughs> so, <Fair. laughs> Maybe two couples. The other couple is a little bit older and they're sitting down, you know, like further down than us. All right. And then uh, Will. So I'll start with TJ and then go to LD. TJ, my favorite episode of yours was actually Dean Martin. Wow. Yeah. Because like you said, you've covered just some some of the most bananas things on this show. And uh, yeah, uh, that's Amore. Um so just to say the Dean episode was almost a very sort of change of course for you. And I just, I'll never forget that final moment where it's Christmas morning, it's in the wee hours and he passes away and his wife is the only one there. There's just something about that that really sticks with me. And then the whole lead up where his son passes. And I, I think based on the subjects you have covered and what you are going to cover, which by the way, I'm looking forward to immensely, uh, was a cool oh, change of pace. Yeah. Um, it was almost like a, Jim Carrey is the majestic, very out of turn performance that mm -hmm. turned out to be very lovely. Mm -hmm. um, that's my one. There, there was that. Yeah, that that the you, we talk about sad endings of lives. Dino's was ugh. That that's oh, yeah, the, the image tragic. of him sitting alone and somebody picking him up and taking him to a restaurant. He eats his little plate of spaghetti by himself, and then he goes home. Then he just yep. that, that, that. I just and he just that was on Christmas. On Christmas morning, yep. Him and George, George Michael. Who else was on Christmas? Oh, man, that's just that one. So that's a tough one too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that yeah. was in for thing, LD. Yeah, I wonder if there. I wonder. How, I wonder if that's a list for LD. My my favorite yours is actually Karen Carpenter. You hate the Carpenters. No, I don't hate them. I have an irrational fear of their music. It's very very different. Um, <laughs> so no, I do not hate them. In fact, I I Karen Carpenter, someone like I knew, Afraid but of I birds didn't suddenly know. appearing every time you're near. <laughs> Rainy no, days and Mondays, man. What's um, the song from 1408? Is it? We've only just begun. We've only just begun. Which was your parents? No, no, my parents were uh, close to you. That okay. was their, their, that was their first dance at their wedding. Okay. Um, but that one in 1408 was also in In the Mouth of Madness, another great horror movie, but I digress. Um, that, I think that's your that was actually. close to you that I quoted, right? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. That was my parents' yes. wedding song. Um, and uh, LD, when you covered it, there was a lot about Karen I didn't know. She was just a ferocious drummer, first of all. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, she's an underrated mm -hmm. drummer. Very <laughs> underrated. Completely. And uh, I think it was almost that series that brought about the heavy hitters idea. You covered her in two episodes, yeah. which you probably could have done five easily. But that, 
I mean, or knowing 30, me, you know, I could have done or a 30. year. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but it sort of pivoted us, I think, in the direction we went to because a lot of people have said, you know, they enjoy the in-depth, you know, subject matter that we cover. When we really, you know, the term we use is "live with the artist." Uh, and I think that was almost the start of that, which sort of brought about the other series, you know, the Eddie Van Halen one, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Michael Jackson one, of course, we all know, uh, you know, but all those kind of series where we do really dig into that artist and get into the meat of it. I think that really and, started with Karen Carpenter. And I'll go ahead and formally apologize that there was a Michael Jackson uh, series that lasted for, what, 21 episodes? So 27. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that, guys. Um Nothing to apologize for. What's, what's the <laughs> second longest series? I'm curious to know. Oh, it might be David Bowie or uh, I, well, I know we did like seven episodes on Freddie. Mer- we had a month of Mercury. Used to we did seven, seven on, on him Lane and Stanley. seven on Lane. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, I'm going to try to so, keep that on to about we did four. seven or eight on Whitney. Whitney was five. Whitney, oh, Whitney was, five. was five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the longest, yeah. the longest one I, I've ever done was five parts on Tom Petty. I, I keep mine three to five. My next one will not be. It will be longer. But I'm looking forward yeah, to that one. I, uh, I know I, what it is. I'm going to try to keep Stephen Sondheim to four parts. I really am going to try to keep it to four parts. Thing is, later on in life, he does a lot of shows, and it's just I feel like it's a. I do these really super long series because I feel like it's doing a disservice to any of their art if you leave behind any information. Like, and I hate doing it because I feel like if there was one time when someone skinned their knee in the seventh grade and then that that takes them on a whole different path, like I should tell the story about the skinned knee because that's what takes them on a whole different path, you know? And so I, it's, I'm not saying Stevenson has a lot of skinned knees, but I'm just saying, you know, the uh, I have his book right here that I'm drawing from. This is the main source. Um, and it's that. That's that's the book. If uh, For the listeners at home, it's about a 500-page book that I pull from. So, and that's my light reading. What you learn from a skin knee is that back team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Mecuricrome. Yeah, I got Mecuricrome. Yeah, my mom loved Mecuricrome. Oh, Mecuricrome was even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, I realize I'm about 10 years older than you guys. Fair. All right. So for our final, the cure final was question. the worst because a it burned and b it left that horrible red stain on you. It looked like you got yep. hit by shrapnel or something. Do you guys see how hard it is to keep an episode on track with my brother? Uh, absolutely Andy. not. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Here's the I, final. I'm the squirrel in this room. <laughs> I have an appreciation for what it takes to edit some of this stuff. I can tell you. And then again, let's uh, let's give it up for our patron Saint Zach, uh, who uh, hey, Zach. who is going to have to edit hey, this. Zach. Zach, we love you. Um, the final question is: Zach, I'm just no, going to pose we, this we to. We love love you, Zach. Aaron's got a look on his face that I don't I don't know if I trust. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just for our guests, um, and we'll do a round robin. Uh, Christine, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Aaron, then we'll go to Lisa and Phil. Um, what is one artist that you wish we would cover that you you know that we're not doing in the draft? Oh, I've sent you like 12. Um, Richard <laughs> Swift. Okay, and why? Because he's really interesting. Um, he's from, oh my God, The Shins. Um, okay. And he meets the criteria for the show. <laughs> Which is, uh, I know you guys never get these text messages because, you know, it's between us, but uh, my brother, the worst possible text messages i get from my brother is blank is now podcast eligible mm-hmm. and he's always mm-hmm. the first one to hear because you know my brother's in the news and so he'll always hear it so i'll get like a text message at like 6 30 in the morning and they'll say 
you know, Phil Collins is podcast eligible. You're waiting for that one. I think I sent you the, the other day, David Crosby is now podcast eligible. I think that's. You did, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because I'll be scrolling on Twitter and I'll see that, you know, Phil Collins is trending and I'll go, Phil Collins is trending. Oh, it's just his birthday. <laughs> We're going to put it to fan vote of who does the series. So you be careful what you wish. Oh, you know who, you know yeah. who won going away. You know who we're all picking. <laughs> <laughs> no. You can, you can go through, I, I, you can go through the motions. <laughs> I, I actually missed Christine's answer. What did, what did she say? Who, who Richard did she say? Swing from the Shins. Okay. Good all right, Aaron, who do you wish um, we'd cover? I'm going to say from, uh, from Big Star, either one of the, Either yes. one of the two guys, Chris Bell or Alex Chilton, and or Mer- or both combined, maybe. All right. So, uh, Phil, Lisa, what are your answers? Um, I haven't actually been able to listen to everything. Uh, have you done like no, Mike? No, oh, you mean you don't no. know who's done or not? Yeah. Yeah, not for sure. Okay. What what would it be if and I'll um, tell you I'll tell you if we've done it or not. Mike Nesmith from the Monkees. We have not because I've he not actually. Done Mike. Um, and I will probably do him because he's my. I, I was at his last concert. We were there. Yeah, yeah. I remember. And, uh, yeah. If you if you go on our TikTok, which I'll give all that out by the the time we wrap up, but um, you go on our TikTok and it actually has me openly weeping at that concert. Yeah. Uh, to Daydream Believer. Um, I saw that on Facebook at around the time. Yeah. 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 That that was that was a hard the, one um, for me. So. That, yeah, that's that's interesting. Y'all, you you guys were at his last concert. You you considered going to Tom Petty's last concert, if I remember correctly, which was at the Hollywood Bowl. Yep. Um, you're gonna say don't play LA show, but I uh, do what? You're gonna tell all artists not to play LA? Is that where you're headed? Uh, yeah, <laughs> my, the my message to everybody is, is is skip the Hollywood Bowl. Don't go there anymore. But I was at uh, Greg Allman's, not his last one, but he only did about three, three, three or four more concerts after after I saw him in 2017 and died a couple of months later. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We were considering Tom Petty, and we're like, oh, it's too, too, it's too expensive because the the Hollywood Bowl can go pretty wild on their prices. You can you can actually get like the upper deck for. A decent price, but you're still going to be shelling out like sixty bucks. I'll tell you, to be I'll tell you exactly. I, Fish is playing a three day run at the Hollywood Bowl in April. Um, the cheap seats are forty nine fifty plus uh, twenty five dollars in fees, yeah. and uh, the expensive seats were one forty nine fifty, a hundred dollars more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got tickets to the first night and the last night. Agent one and three. Yeah. I yeah. can tell you exactly what that venue is going to smell like. Uh, it's not my first fish show at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we saw uh we saw James Taylor at the Hollywood Bowl, and everybody should know that story. But yeah, that smelled uh it smelled like the seventies. Ass and zigzags. <laughs> was, was that the one where the ladies like play Mexico? And I he said he's already played, played it. Play it again. He said play it again. I saw him at Universal no, Amphitheater. my brother's room when he was babysitting. I, I saw him at Universal Amphitheater, and um, while it was really quiet, I shouted, Jelly Man Kelly, but he didn't play it. <laughs> the tuba player come out? And- <laughs> that would have been awesome. Oh, we actually saw one concert at the Universal before they stopped 
I guess. This one? No, um, I guess. I, just, I didn't realize they don't have shows there anymore. I don't think they gone. do shows anymore. Yeah. It's gone. Um, we saw Paul Simon. Oh, he's... That was... He's, and by the he's way, I'm going to go ahead and claim... I'm claiming... list of who to see that I haven't. He's phenomenal. I'm, I'm claiming him already in front of God, the folks in the Zoom room, and everyone that's listening to this podcast. Uh, I claim Paul Simon... Uh, and I will I will fight mm-hmm. physically anyone in a ring uh, in a venue of your choosing. Yeah, with with so. Jeff Beck gone, Paul Simon's oh, all that's yeah. left of my dad's favorites. I think. <sighs> I claim Art Garfunkel. <laughs> Fair. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess we're just gonna really wrap this up really quick. First of all, I want to thank Look, everybody me, I, because this is something Nick and I talked about real quick. Lemmy, Kilmister, or Dio? Right, James Dio. He's get, we're covering Lemmy. Don't worry. Thea, I think Thea, who was in here earlier, she won the raffle. Uh, and, uh, did she pick she, Lemmy? She picked Lemmy, and uh, I think my brother's doing it. Good, good. Cool. So yep, yep, that's yep. getting covered. So And Aaron, you volunteered for Jerry if we ever do it, right? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, guys, we're yeah. getting there. I did um, see Blind Melon twice, if you need anything from oh, Shannon. Oh, nice for Shannon. There you go. The second time I saw them, that it was a triple bill. Um, the headliner was Neil Young, and above that was Stone Temple Pilots, and then the opener was Blind Melon, and they went on like half an hour before the time on the ticket. We got there, and they're already like jamming on stage. Nice. Well, they wanted all the stage time they could get, you know? That's that's how you get crushes, kids. That's how you get. Did we not learn anything from the Who? <laughs> hey, we're in Cincinnati. We okay, learned. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, read the room, LD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will. It says well. no. That's okay. Well, it's yeah. a nice thing to remind people of. Festival seating, not such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. L.A. Sports Arena. I think it was in the signed seat. Mm. I like you, my science days. You want to you want to go ahead and make some uh, uh, make an earthquake joke while uh, Aaron's on the line, or go for it, or, or a rain joke? Now at this point, Jesus, man, yeah, the rain stopped. It's all just sunshine all the way out from here. Everything's uh, green. Everything's awesome. No, Will's missing all the great hikes, except it's kind of uh, muddy. Will would have muddy he, shoes. He, I will give him back to you. Otto, Otto's so, not allowed to hike because he had a bath. Oh, Otto the hiking dog. I I brought him home with his paws just caked in mud. And uh, the next day was bad. Well, before we let you guys uh, go and we wrap this episode up, first off, I want to say thank you guys. Uh, First off. uh, Absolutely. Thank y'all. For for not just like coming into this meeting and talking about it and bullshitting with us for like two hours, but Thank you for interaction. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being uh, voices that we we know that we're talking to. You guys are awesome for so many reasons, but we couldn't do the show without. I mean, we could do the show without you. Um, well, what would be the point? Feels feel better <laughs> exactly. knowing somebody listening. But knowing that you guys are out there, like, uh, you know, listening and interacting and giving us ideas and giving us feedback. And just being there with us and, you know, ugly crying with us. And doing an awesome podcast yourself. Yeah. Um, We're going to plug that before. I want you guys to plug it before you go. But, um, you know, and to everybody listening, honestly, just thank you for helping the last four years be 
some of the most fun, educational, stressful, hilarious, awesome time that I've gotten to have consistently. You know, it's been a super bonding experience for me and my brother. Before I even started this podcast, I would find my brother and my husband in the kitchen talking about music. So knowing that I brought two people on this podcast that love something as much as I do, and that there are folks out there that love what we do and, you know, are willing to tune in every week. That was pretty much the nexus of the podcast, wasn't it? It kind of was. Us in the kitchen with your phone in the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So it, sound, it sounded like my that. Fun, our, my sounded in a bowl. I'm sorry, Travis. It sounded like a family that's got together on a holiday talking in the kitchen. That's the way it kind of organically. Yeah. 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 Really was, was, yeah. And there was nothing out there like that. That was like our podcast. about how it started. Yeah. There's nothing like our podcast that was out there. And I think that's why Pantheon approached us because there wasn't a, a comprehensive uh, show out there that was covering these people's lives in you know, as much depth as we were doing. So, you know, thank you to our our network. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our friends. Uh, and just thank you guys for making four years, uh, the best four years that I've had so far. I have a question I've been dying to ask. Go is for the, it. Is the we're not saying our website just a test to see who reads the show notes? <laughs> um, It started out as the, the okay, Here's the thing. Because I'd like to plug HTTPS colon slash slash rock and roll heaven L dot Wix site dot com slash my site. (laughs) Don't say it two more times or else it actually appears. (laughs) You can see the exact side. I'm going to go ahead and cuss. So if you got little kids, uh, you can actually pinpoint the exact episode where I stopped giving a fuck (laughs) about our websites. It's probably the last one on your website. Yes, it is. <laughs> after about about after about the second episode, <laughs> it's true. Because I was did, like, oh, did I say you, gonna... you lost the password. Oh, she or had something. big plans. Oh, she had big plans for it. Oh, we're going to put transcripts. Oh, we're going to put all these links. Oh, uh, we'll have put a feature on there where it will, it will read it for uh, you know for the visually impaired folks. Like, no, no. But we'll start a <laughs> Facebook no, page. She sure did. Yep. No, I posted like two pictures and our bios, and that was it. <laughs> that is all you guys got. But while I'm here, I'll let you guys actually experience the the Rock and Roll Heaven socials being read on live. And then I want you guys to plug whatever you want, say whatever you want, do whatever you want. I give you guys the floor and then we'll say goodnight. So if you think that we're doing an awesome job and you would like to throw a coin to your witcher, you can do that at patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven. You can check us out on Twitter, but why would you? It's a rock and roll LT. We haven't posted there in almost a year. It's almost our stop posting on Twitter anniversary. That happens in April. Our Instagram, uh, which is actually just kind of redundant because it's just our TikToks at this point. And that is a rock and roll heaven LT. You can check out our Facebook page, which is awesome because there are four people that are contributing to that. And uh, that actually uh, gets uh, changed every day and is uh, really cool. And maybe if my brother's nice to me, I'll take off the uh, Funko Pop picture of him. It's a still good not, picture. Still not saying our it website. Looks, and, you don't have to, I said it. It looks like <laughs> it looks like Shaggy from Scoob. It looks like Shaggy and Humpty Dumpty had a baby. Shaggy from <laughs> Velma? Like, from, the news, like- from the new <laughs> From the new series, yeah. Uh, he's, he's Norville. <laughs> If you want to check us out on TikTok, which is actually really cool, uh, you can do that at Rock and Roll Heaven Pod. And you can email us at rockandrollheavenlt at gmail.com. And please, guys, make sure to check out all the other awesome 
Pantheon Podcast, pantheonpodcast.com. We have close to 100 shows on the network. And if you were listening earlier, you actually heard some words from our CEO, Christian Swain, and we were so happy that he was able to pop by and uh, bestow some knowledge Mm -hmm. on us. Uh, We have an amazing family at Pantheon. And again, I couldn't do this without you guys. I also couldn't do it without uh, my brother, uh, TJ, too. You'll always be TJ1 in my heart. And then my husband, you're good, too. I would like <laughs> me Jen Cheney to say our our associate producer, Lindley Ehrlich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. I get to talk to Weird Al Yankovic. That is awesome. Oh, I, I didn't lose my mind. I'm totally jealous. <laughs> I mean, we got to we got to like meet him, but it was through a screen. Still, I mean yeah. it was pretty cool. Was yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I may or may not have freaked out on him just a hair. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm I was I was like, I was like hot. I was like sweating. The air conditioner was on like 34. And I'm like, hi, hi, Mr. Yankovic. Very nice to meet you. You told him our anniversary (laughs) tradition. Yeah, I did. Uh, So uh, guys, is there anything that you would like to plug, say, do before we wrap this up? Uh, Christine, why don't you go first? No, just glad you guys did this. It was fun. Yay. Thanks for coming out. Thank you so much for like, it's it's really good to put like a moving face <laughs> to a name. And I love this. Aaron, the floor I'll is yours. Plug, I'll plug yeah, uh, pod. Yeah, dash, uh, U-H, Y-E-A-H, dash, U-H, dash, H-U-H, dot com is the main website. Most uh, everywhere else, it's yeah, uh-huh, pod is the handle. Phil will tell you exactly where and where we don't have <laughs> social media. Uh, aside from that, let's see, there's my only fans, uh, fantastic <laughs> booty 69. No, that's <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, honey, I have to admit, I've been paying 59.99 a month yeah. for six months. Hub. Now I know why <laughs> it wasn't for D7 lead finder. It was for Aaron's only fans. That's it. <laughs> and Lisa and Phil. Well, Aaron kind of, uh, spilled the beans there, uh, but yeah, we're on Instagram we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter still, although we're, we're thinking about that ourselves. We found out we're on TikTok. <laughs> on TikTok. Hey. Yep. Oh, and I hand- follow I follow you on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so the handle was all at, yeah, uh-huh, pod, without the hashes. So we got the hardest mm-hmm. show to find on the internet, so. Well, uh, we will put all of your information in the show notes if you guys are interested. Um, Right, right under the website. You guys are terrific. Hey, uh, and our best and most fun episodes were the ones that you were on. So thank uh, you. And we want to have you guys on as well, but yes. uh, it's going to be you're going to get Go ambushed. Bengals. You're getting you're getting uh you're getting ambushed on a slap nuts. I yeah, do love uh-huh. the slap nuts. Oh. It's coming. That's the only fans. fans. That's your favorite <laughs> format, isn't it, Aaron? The slap nuts. I don't know if it's my favorite format, but I always push them to the front. Yeah. If I have, if I have, you know, slap those nuts. Yeah. Yeah, if I have, if I have two Lane Staley's and the slap nuts, I'll, I'll listen to the slap nuts before the two Lane Staley's. Probably best. I mean, we're okay with that. Lighten the mood. Yeah. yeah. So guys, right, you again, want the, you want uh, the dessert. You don't want to spoil it. <laughs> oh, Maybe. the slap nuts are desserts. Well, we we need to have them both. We need to have them yeah. both on. A game show slap nuts and then a conventional yeah. slap nuts. Actually, yeah. we have a Ooh. new game show too about movies. Ooh. Oh, nice. What you got? Rotisserie hey, cinema. Hey, do you need a Wank Willie Dale to 
Hey, the, you the can host it or you good? Yeah. You can you can wank our Wooly Dale if you want. <laughs> they they moved some rotisserie baseball rules and uh, wrote them up for cinema. Nice. Yeah, my um, friend man approves. My brother's did, not doing anything. Did, did we have an official Manfred man yet? <laughs> we, we, we did kind of. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tom, take it away. Just going to keep going, isn't he? You good? Pew, pew. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tom McGuinness, and that was your federally mandated Manfred Man reference of the podcast. I hope you are satisfied. I think that's the best way to end this episode. So uh, again, thank you guys. Uh, thanks for everybody that popped in today to help us celebrate. We love you all. Will, do you have anything you'd like to say to the people at home? No, just uh, the usual. Thanks for coming. We really appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us and lots more good stuff to come. So keep listening. Excellent. Ringing endorsement. Love it. All right. Absolutely. T, T do you have anything you'd like to say to the folks at home? Yes. Um, Yes, I should have included uh, Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings on the saddest passing list. Uh, you We're never going to end this episode. The last second that I couldn't put, <laughs> that I couldn't include Teddy or uh, Eddie Van Halen. But on top of that, I would like to say, who day? Bye. Bye. All right. Thank yeah. you, TJ. Yeah. TJ, yes. your, your OnlyFans account is? No, 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 <laughs> no. We're ending the episode here. No one gets that information. No. no. Okay. Uh, you all right. you. Thank you, Travis. Okay. He's a prefect. Oh, God. I have lost control. <laughs> Bye, He's everybody. A oh, Lord.
of all people. It's in the dream that you had so long ago that lives in all of the hearts of people. achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.